Hello there and welcome to episode 117 of the Worldwide Chelsea podcast. Uh, I, this is Matt, your host, and I am joined by two lovely Americans. Probably going to be two hotheads today. I don't think I'm going to be speaking much because I think I'm just going to let them go at it. First of all, co-host Jesters, as usual. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, uh, kind of let down and disappointed. It's kind of been that type of weekend, but you know... It, it, it seems like it's something that's going around. Uh, you know, everybody's dropping points. Um, well, so welcome to being a Chelsea fan. It, yeah, it, it's uh, it's very mid. We were very mid yesterday. And that's oh, the, the jargon's coming out already. Oh, it, that is the theme for the podcast. We were very mid. And I will expound upon that. And Ryan will shout at me before the podcast is over. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm fully expecting me to take out my earphones because you you guys will be shouting at each other. I'm just be like, yeah, that's too much. Anyway, <laughs> I am also joined by Ryan. I think this is your first time on the pod. If I'm wrong, uh, I think it's, it was the second because I I did one with Jared where you were uh, pretending to be sick. So you know. <laughs> okay, so you have had another one. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Ryan, yeah, yeah. welcome me on. Thank and you, buddy. I'm happy to have you on once again. Oh, I love Matt Ball. Matt Ball is a spirited positive member of the Chelsea community. How you guys doing today? I'm I'm a I'm doing delicious because Spurs lost. And every single day that Spurs lose, that is a good day. Arsenal drop points as well, so it's not Hell yeah. Not, I mean it, it it's even if for me it's even more annoying that we drop points as well because we could have caught them up on them. But there you go. Um and just Man City are winning so it is what it is. But we will get into the game. Um and what, all I can say is what a shit show. Absolute boring <laughs> snooze fest. What was most annoying was when I was watching the watch along, my laptop broke down on the penalty, so I didn't see any of the penalty or the goal. So I spent 90 minutes watching the absolute shit to not even see the goal. So <laughs> there you go. It is what it is. Um, but Jester, what, what did you think overall of the game? Well, I, I thought that the beginning of the, uh, the first 30 minutes were on Potter uh, setting up. Look, the back three is great. Playing with two midfielders is great when you have a prime fit in Golo Conte who can make up for the difference of being a man light in the midfield. Well, guess what? That person no longer exists on the earth. He is done. He, you, won't see, you might see flashes of him every once in a while, but that dude is done. He's gone. It's over with. And so uh, if you're going to play a back three, you better, you better play with uh, three midfielders uh, and play to an attack. Uh, but uh, he made, you know, credit to Potter. Tuchel would have not done this. In thir- at 30 minutes, he brings on Kovacic, and it does change somewhat the, the flow of the match. We were, you know, midfield got uh, kind of started to at least break even. Uh, they, I don't think they were ever dominating in the game, uh, but that was a, a tactical uh, issue from from Potter. And I know I understand why he did it because we were so slight in the midfield with mid, you know, with with, with personnel. Uh, but again, uh, you, you, we can't do that without Ingolo Conte on the pitch. So back four it is for me. We're just going to have to roll the dice with somebody being able to play somewhat defensively in the midfield yeah i think there's well i don't i don't think there's any any easy solution to this because we've got too many shite players that either can't play back three can't play back four a slow rubbish over the hill whatever you want we've got all of them we've got young people who are just not ready um it's just a load of shite just a big pile of shit that's all it is um (laughs) tell us how you really feel matthew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I was to go on, I would just. Oh uh, no! He's trying to choose his words carefully. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I know you won't choose your words carefully. So. Oh no! I mean, you, oh, what did you think of the game in general, buddy? I mean everything I say. Uh, look, I boycotted the game because Aspilicueta played, uh, and then obviously, like a coward, I watched the game this morning. Um, but I did catch the last 15 minutes because Paul kept calling me saying, don't be an asshole. Watch the game. God damn it. So I did, but yeah, I look, 
I'm I'm watching the game today, Tottenham and Harry Kane and Youngman's son. They play every game. There's no rotation. There's no overthinking. There's no, you know, you know, what would be really cool is if I got super clever and decided to not play my best players because that's what, you know, is in vogue these days. That's what's fashionable. All these liberal progressive fans that want the players to make even more money and yet play less games. Uh, no, I, that, that does not jive well with me, my man. That does not jive with me. This is their job. This is their job. Imagine if you told your employer, I can just imagine right now walking into my GM's office and saying, you know what I want to do? I want to work one day a week and I still want you to pay me six figures. I don't want to work anything but one day a week. And yet I still want you to pay me. How do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Because I would be fired before I finish the sentence. And it just, it just seems like these fans want these players to not play. And this rotation has become the bane of my existence. And Potter, what, 35 minutes, he subs Mark Kukurea for Mateo Kovacic. By the way, any other player, I don't know if he would have gotten away with that. But with Mark, uh, I feel like Mark thinks he owes him or something. I don't know. But, okay, so you made up for your mistake. That's 35 minutes too late, my bro. That's 35 minutes too late. Mateo Kovacic is one of the best center mids in the world. And you got too cute and thought that it would be cool to rotate. You know, and, and Jared knows this guy. He's a guy on three yanks and a Brit. Josh, I love Josh. Great guy. But he's a fool when it comes to talking about rotation because I simply just don't agree with him. If you, if you rotate your best players all the time, your team is just not going to be very good every week. It's just not. You have to look at this as a job. And because it's a job, you play your best fucking players, period, full stop. If they're healthy, if they're good to go, you play them. Enough getting cute. Enough with this bullshit. I don't see Kevin De Bruyne rotating. He plays every goddamn game that he can. All right, get out of here with this rotation bullshit. I'm already getting mad. But, Potter, enough with the progressive libby, liberal hippy-dippy bullshit. All right, play the fucking players. It's their job, and you're paying them handsomely to do it. All right, so do it. Yeah, I, mean, <sighs> I absolutely agree. This, this would have been maybe uh, one of the in every eight games that Mateo Kovac just gets a goal contribution. You know, I, 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 you know, with that kind of record, you, it's hard to keep him out of the team. Okay. I mean, he does get a goal okay. contribution every eight games. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh God, this, this is going to be interesting. But I mean, I do, I do agree with some point of what Brian is saying. I, I do think you, that obviously you, if there's games such as Carabao Cup where you, you play and I don't know, Derby County or something like that, League One. Wrexham. Of course. <laughs> Wrexham, perfect example. Um, you obviously, rotate your players just because it's a, it's a shit game and you should be able to win no matter what players on the pitch in yeah. terms of a Premier League team. But I do think we're over-rotating. I understand, say, Kovacic does have a knee injury and it wouldn't surprise me if he does because he's injured every five fucking minutes, just like Kante, but no one wants to mention that. I don't want to mention Kante. Um, so if that is true, then okay, fair enough. But you don't play him at all. Then let him recover. Don't nurse. Don't nurse him until he actually gets a horrible knee injury, and then we're missing for six months. That's just retarded. You didn't play Kulabali because apparently he's got an injury. Fine, fair enough. You've justified why you've got that player in. Why you still play as Pelaqueta, I do not know. That's just, that's just not, inexcusable at the moment. He should not be at the club. He should be in a retirement home somewhere, enjoying the money that he's made, um, or Barcelona. <laughs> shit seems. Either um, one. Either one. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but as you said, there are lots of players. There are lots of t- Arsenal are not rotating that much. They are rotating occasionally in the Europa League because they play shit teams like Bodo Glimpse. You are in the Arctic fucking circle for God's sake. But. Um, we, we can't just rotate every five minutes because we, we rotated against Brentford. We drew. Okay. So then you rotated against Man United, put a bit more of our players, and we still drew. So it didn't even, the rotation is not even... We're not even dropping points to them win big games anyway. So we're still dropping points in the big games. So it doesn't make an ounce of difference. Um, oh, honestly. Oh. As for the quarter in that lineup, just oh. pissed me off. Royally, oh. I mean, Jorginho in the lineup always pisses me off, but that's just <laughs> Jorginho is just inevitable, um, unfortunately. 
on this planet. Um, there's three things that are inevitable. Jorginho starting, death and taxes. It is what it is. But, no, yeah, I just, I, I don't even know anymore. Um, it just seems, that the, the only way I can sum this up is if you don't have Reese James in the pitch, we don't win. As simple as that. Well, because he gives us uh, chance creation from a position that's not in attack. And and this this is, look, I understand everybody's love affair with Mateo Kovacic. He's one of the best, uh, uh, best at, you know, close in dribbling. Uh, he's, you can't press him because he'll beat the press. My issue with Mateo Kovacic is I get no end product from him. And we played with a midfield yesterday of Mateo Kovacic, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and Jorginho. I already said Mateo Kovacic gets a goal contribution in his career at Chelsea in the Premier League once every eight games. Mm-hmm. Ruben Loftus-Cheek gets a goal contribution in the Premier League once every seven games. Jorginho only gets a goal contribution when he hits a penalty. That's still a goal. I understand that, but then I'm saying there's some open <laughs> oh, play. No, no, no. If you're going to be if you're going to be sassy stats boy, then call the stats the stats, my dude. Okay, Jorginho still scores. So if you're going to pull that into the argument, if you're going to make it about stats, go right ahead, but don't be selective in the way that you're presenting. I, I'm not being selective. I haven't finished my point. That's my fair. point being is from open play, we have no cutting edge from the midfield. None whatsoever. That, that, that whole midfield is about advancing the ball. I mean, Ruben does the same thing as Kovacic. So... We need to have a threat from outside the box in the midfield. Some, you know, Connor did that against one time against Crystal Palace, and it won us the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to have somebody that, in the final third, can 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 uh, make the right pass or pop a shot from outside the box that somebody has to come out and close down. We don't have that. Thus, they can just sit back and wait. And we just sit there with our dicks in our hands in the final third. And that's what we saw yesterday. No cutting edge from the midfield. No cutting edge from out wide. And when you have players that need the ball played to them, even Sterling has to have the ball in the right areas for him to create. He's an around-the-box guy. Mason Mount, well, he's just useless as tits on a boar hog. We don't even need to talk about that. Oh and Aubameyang is our finisher, so he's not going—he's not—he's not going to build up play. I. So when you when you say, "Well, we only scored one goal from a penalty," yeah, look at the personnel on the freaking field. None of them are known to score goals except for Aubameyang and Sterling. And Sterling, he's hot and cold. Aubameyang has to have the ball put to him in the right places for him to finish. So. What you know, you have the per, you have personnel on the field that's not going to create too much. That's that's just that's what, that's what I saw overall, and that's what's been plaguing us the entire season going forward. I mean, it's been plaguing us the last three, four years. If I'm really brutally honest, it's the question no no one no one seems to want to answer. The club don't seem to want to answer. It just is what it is. We just play with Jorginho, play with Kovacic, play with Kante. That's fine. We don't need creativity. We don't need a. We don't need a Kevin De Bruyne. We don't need a Bernardo Silva. We don't need any of them. I mean, he's shit, but we don't need a Bruno Fernandez. We don't need. Um, I'll take a James Madison at this we point. Don't, we, we don't need a Madison. We don't need an Odegaard. No, no, no. We just we just stick with Jorginho, Kovacic, and whoever else you want to put in there. Okay. So we just, I, we just I sit and do nothing. Respectfully. I called for Carney to start yesterday. He didn't start. Uh, but I actually think that he could be the player that you're looking for, Matthew. It's criminal that we have to rely on an 18-year-old. I, I'm with you. But at the same time, if you're old enough or if you're good enough, you're old enough. Um, I just I think that he's great. And I am not a play the youth guy. I am not a Mason Mount Johnny Minerals guy. Okay. I'm not. I am a pragmatic person, uh, pretty blunt, to be honest. 
and yet I still think he's great. So I guess I'd be going against type by saying that, yeah, I think he should be given a run of games um, because I'm normally not the play the youth guy, but I do think he's great. Um, as for, you know, fixing what's allegedly broken, according to you two, we are going for Alvarez in January. Um, if you listen to Ben Jacobs' conversation with me and Matt on Thursday, he, he said, point blank, Todd Bowley told Edson and Ajax, we are coming for you in January. And so there's another midfield to add to it. He's a real deal, tall, defensive midfielder. And if you have one of those, you could play with two attacking midfielders. If you have one of those, you could play a 4-3-3, which is the best formation in football. If you have one of those, we can do more things moving forward. If you have a true, tall, header-winning, great distributing defensive central midfielder. And I don't think he's the only one we're going to go for. I think we're going to buy two defensive central midfielders. But for now in January, we are going for Alvarez. So that is a bonus. On top of that, I also do believe that Rafael Leal is not going to re-sign with AC Milan. And he is there to be had. And the club that's going to have him is Chelsea. Because we do not only have money, which they want. They need money. All these Italian clubs are fucking broke. This is why they've gone downhill. It's because they're broke. All right? And all, all that ESPN plus money, it ain't doing shit for them because most of them are in debt. But if you know, if we throw money and one or two players at AC Milan, we will get Rafael Rafael Leal, and I do believe he is one of the very best players in the world. He is ridiculously prodigious. He is unstoppable. He is like LeBron James at 27 years old. But this guy is 23. All right. So if we add him, obviously we already, I believe, bought Christopher and Kunku, and if we get Edson Alvarez. We are on the right track, but, <laughs> and this is the worst two words in the world when speaking to someone like me, the two words are be patient because it's coming, but it ain't coming today. Well, that's what she said. Hey! <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go there. I should Look, that too. I, is that, does that mean that in Kungu is going to be our attacking mid? Come no. next summer. Tough to say. It's tough to say. Because I'm fine with that. Somebody who can create and hit a shot from outside the box. And I was, I was, obviously, I have done my research a little bit on stats. <clears throat> and for me, James Madison, he scores or assists every two, little over two games. And I think he's got the most shots from outside the box. Oh, yeah. last few, so, for me, he's what I've been told Mason Mount is. Uh, Mason Mount is <laughs> a stat pattern. He stat pads against the bottom of the league, and when it comes to a big game, he ghosts. There was no reason for him to be on the pitch yesterday. None whatsoever. And for maybe two and a half games, uh, the first AC Milan game, he was so-so. Uh, but I'll give him credit for a good game there. Uh, and then, <laughs> pardon me. Getting next old. Two getting old. Yeah, the next two games, uh, he was good. But at their bottom tier, game, tier uh, teams that he, you know, had two goals and, and then the assists. But that's it. That's all he's done. You can't keep saying that this guy is the best player on a team and shows up only against the bottom of the league and never does it or one time in a consequential game. Uh, I, you know, the idea that, that this kid is, is the best team player on the team, which, by the way, is really only pushed by a certain segment <coughs> of, of the uh, – Fan base, we won't need to go into who that is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we will, and we are. I, I will. I am going. Well, I'll, leave, I'll leave that to Ryan. But he is a rotational squad player for Chelsea. He is no better than Blonde Mount. Blonde Mount actually will take a shot, at least from outside the box. And, uh, you know, like I said, so you've got uh, – You've got that issue that has to be solved, and if Nkunku's coming in to solve that issue, I'm here for it. 
because there's not a there's not that guy on the team right now. So, Jared, I'm looking right now on transfermarket.us, and if anybody ever wants to know, you know, how much a player's making, where his contract situation is at, it's a really good resource. Uh, I am looking at his contract. His contract expires June 30, 2024. Mesa Mount's market valuation as of the summer is $82.5 million. I actually think that we could dupe a team like Barcelona or Real Madrid or someone of that nature, maybe Bayern Munich, into overpaying for this player if we don't want to give him a contract. I think Mason Mount is an incredibly average player. I don't even know why people don't agree with me. Like, I don't see it. And I do, I'm 34 years old. I played for 27 years. I coached for 12 years. I, I know what I'm watching. I'm very comfortable with my eyeballs. I trust my judgment when it comes to evaluation of players because I've earned that. And I just don't see it. I don't understand why managers and certain fans fall head over heels for this player. This player who is not exceptional in any way. He has no exceptional physical attributes at all. He is not tall. He is not fast. He is not quick. He is not strong. He is none of those things. He gets a couple goals, a couple assists, and people like Juanito Minerales, Johnny Minerals, October 21. Mason Mount is the most influential player since Frank Lampard and the, <laughs> and the most exciting to watch since Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard, one of the best players in the history of this league. Frank Lampard, the best player in the history of this club and the third best player in the history of English fucking football. Are you kidding me, Johnny Minerals? And it's not just Johnny. It is a whole sleuth of these jabronis that think Mason Mount is the goddamn bee's knees. And I don't get it. I do not get it at all. So what I would like for us to do is sell him and sell him as soon as we can because I'm tired of his bullshit. I'm tired of his undeserved starts. If football's a meritocracy, then he should not be playing. And yet he is. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I categorically disagree with people that make more money than me that make these decisions. And it's fucking bullshit. All I can say is I can't wait for Jolly to come onto the channel. Oh, no, no. I want you. No, no. You bring him on next Thursday. And I will tell him he is too stupid to insult. <laughs> oh, that, is, that will be great. Guys, stay tuned for that. Sadiq will try and get that sorted for us. And we'll Please do. Please we'll do. just watch the fireworks. I'm sure whatever Jester's is doing, Jester's will just stop and watch this because I think it will make Jester's laugh. Then it will be too much shouting and then we'll all just go and let him get on with it because it will go on for hours and hours unless Johnny just leaves. Let's yeah. have it right. Let's have it right. <laughs> Out of here, you jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously the midfield is a big problem. Um, mm-hmm. I think I agree with what you were saying. Ryan, and obviously we have heard it from Ben Jacobs, but all I'm going to say is four fucking years too late. Um, but there you go. I mean, we've, we've missed Matic for how long now? 2017, nearly Oof. six years now. Yeah. And we haven't replaced him competently. There you go. This is the, this is the problem. And it, is, it, it all stems from that absolute twat that was upstairs before um, in that old board. Um, that, that, that has been the problem. Years of neglect is causing us problems now and it's going to take years to solve um but it is what it is and we're just gonna to have to suffer with it um but obviously the attack there are a lot of fans coming out and as i nicely predicted straight away at the beginning of the season scapegoat and certain players and that certain player is raheem sterling obviously came in for a decent amount of money i think played very well at the start got won us some, some a good few games there were games that we lost at Yes, we lost, but Sterling was the person that scored and then games to make us 1-0 up in the first place. So without Sterling, where would he have been at that point? Um, his form has dripped off in the last couple of games, even though he has got an assist at Wolves. He has still contributed, even though he hasn't played as well. Um, my question to both of you, mm. is Sterling a problem? Or from what I think, is it a problem of Sterling is just 
dripping down to the level of shit that we have already in the club. <laughs> you want to uh, go first, Ryan? Uh, uh, sure, sure. I'll go first. Um, yeah, I really, I really like Raheem Sterling. Uh, that being said, I mean, I'm not immune to criticizing players. I rarely, rarely criticize this club. The club brings me an enormous amount of joy. I have a lot of respect for Doug Bowley um, and the infrastructure that he's trying to build and the club itself. I adore it. So I don't really criticize the club, but I will criticize players. Absolutely. I will criticize players. And I think Raheem Sterling has the, the, the nice way of saying it is that I think he's gotten a little bit worse and worse each week. He started off flying. He was awesome. And again, to preface this, I will say I respect this player a lot. I really like Raheem Sterling. But I do feel as though he has let his level drop. And I think part of that is that maybe the team itself has let its level drop a little bit. And with Tuchel, uh, everybody was just pissed off. He, he you know, I, I think they, these players actually took it a little personally. Like how forceful and how blunt uh, and how pragmatic Tuchel is as a person. You know, in the way that he speaks to people. Um, and I feel like it, it kind of ruined the morale. And so, you know, Grand Potter comes in. He's more laissez-faire. He's a cool guy. He's got a neck beard. The whole deal, right? Looks like he's <laughs> straight out of central casting for some television show set in Bushwick, Brooklyn, right? I mean, he is a hipster guy. But with that, uh, I don't know. It's a dangerous game to play because if you're that casual – and if you're that um, progressive and if you're that with the times and if you're that big of a proponent of player empowerment, some people will take advantage of that. Like there is such a thing as being too cool because if you are too cool and you treat everyone like they're your friend when they're your employees, uh, people will take advantage of it. And I feel like maybe Raheem Sterling has let his level drop because Grand Potter is letting him get away with it. That's how I feel. Uh, I, I mean, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is Raheem Sterling. Has nobody ever watched Raheem Sterling in the history of, uh, of him being a footballer? He's oh, we streaky. Have. He's streaky. He, he goes, when he's in his pump, you know, he makes some awesome shots. And But uh, you want to get him the ball around the box. He's not somebody that's going to create a whole lot from picking the ball up deeper. You need to get him the ball up in the final third. Same thing with uh, Aubameyang. You want to get him the ball in the box. That's what he does. He's, he's the guy with the last touch that puts the ball in the back of the net. Okay? So it's a, so you could say that their levels have, have looked off because they're not getting in those positions because they're having to move deeper to receive the ball because – uh, the build-up play is so slow and so disjointed that they can't get in those positions that they like. So you can blame some of that on that. But Raheem Sterling is, Sterling is a streaky player. You get you feed him some balls in some good positions. Once one or two of them goes in, okay, he's going to have a good run of form. But when he's out, when he's off that form, he can look absolutely dreadful. And uh, I think that we, as a, or the, the way to get him back to that good form is to allow him get, to get in those positions that make him successful. And to do that, we need to play the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, here we he, go. The prince that has been promised for you Game of Thrones fans. Uh, I was until I saw the last season. <laughs> My guy, Carney Chukameka, as a 10. Oh! Oh! Then, look at him go, Jared. All right, my brother. Yeah. This guy has something to his game. Something that you're not going to get from Car- Connor Gallagher. You're not going to get from Midson Mount. You're not going to get, uh, you know, Kai Havertz, again, best position is that 10 in that space. But for me, Carney can play that 10. He can play the Kovacic role of, of advancing the ball as well. But 
Carney has got that it. He can do special things when he, when he has a ball in, in positions to do those things. He can play a chip ball over the top, a through ball, a back heel. He can crack a shot from outside the box. He's fast. He's quick. He's physical. He's tall. These, you need to give this kid a run in the in the in the ten roll in a four two three one, and have Kovacic and Jorginho or Kovacic and uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek in behind them to to, to 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 advance in the early build up play. Then you need to have Obama Yang, Sterling, and Christian Pulisic in the front three direct players that can take players on, beat them, and create something from nothing. Then you will see this offense come to life. But you continue down this road of, I got to have Mason Mount in the front three. Um, let's put Jorginho, Kovacic, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Again, they're very good at what they do, but they're not going to give you the cutting edge around the box that we've been missing. So you got to find that guy. And if that's Carney Chikomeka, then so be it. Other people ride the pine. So uh, that's exactly my front six that I asked for yesterday. Thank you, Jared, for stealing my shtick. You're welcome. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Maddie? What do you got, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with some of the things you say. I disagree with some of the other things you say in terms of, yes, I do think Sterling has dropped. And, of course, Sterling is not immune to criticism at the moment, but I think... Too many people are just beating him with a stick for absolute just no reason when there are plenty of other players you should be beat with a stick first and beat to hell with. Um, <laughs> I do think the problem is you've brought one player in, well, one player in Sterling and Aubameyang, but Aubameyang is, needs a service, so take him out of it. You've brought Sterling on his own to create, to solve a problem that, is needs multiple positions. The problem is we haven't got the players next to Sterling to make Sterling play well every game. He's not at City now. He's with he's playing with Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. The twins that are just as rubbish at each other and just got just as bad hairstyles as well at the same time. You've got the slow. You've got Jorginho who's currently winning the OAP sprint race. Um, you've got Kovacic and Kante who are trying to beat each other and who can get the most injuries per season. I mean, what 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 more? What what the Sterling Sterling has nothing to deal with. And yes, he did very well at the start because he just took it on himself, pedalled on. And, and at the start, yeah, he was playing more of a false nine and was the focal point and was doing it for himself. But he can't do that completely all on his own. And now he's playing wide and he's playing a bit further away and he's having to be the only correct, well, the only other legitimate creator there apart from Rhys James. Of course he's going to struggle. Of course he's struggling. It's not a surprise, but it's not the reason to beat him with the stick. Of course, yes, there, there are points of his game that annoyed me yesterday. First touch, his first touch is the one that the one thing that is pissing me off at the moment because that is not an excuse to other players. That's just him. But that's just because his confidence is low because he's going. Well, I'm playing with fucking Mason Mount and Kai Havertz and fucking Jorginho. Of course, why, why should I? Why should I bother playing well when I've got when I'm around this shit? So. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not, I, I, it really doesn't surprise me yet. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. And he should have a better mentality just to keep going and keep going. But we're all, we're all human. We would all do exactly the same in that situation because we just get fed up in the end and we just go, oh, what's the point? What's the point? Um, it's not, it's just, it's just not worth putting in all that effort just to see Mason Mount just fumble it, tending to be the half, half term prince or whatever they call him, used to call him last season. Um, <laughs> But I do, I do, I do think Carney should potentially get more games because I think that's something we haven't tried. And as you said, he is that type of player we do need. Um, whether I think Potter has got the balls to do it is another question. And I, I personally would be cynical and say he won't. That that's on brand, Matthew. That's on brand. <laughs> oh, I've got to keep, I've got to keep the cynicalness up. <laughs> we need it, buddy. We need it. <laughs> I have a question. In the last two games, he's brought on he brought on Brogia, Pulisic, yeah. and Carney to change the game. In the last two games, well, if you're bringing those players on to to change the game and bring you a spark, when are you going to give them a chance to start and do it from the beginning? 
It's just a question. Mm. You know, if they're good enough to bring on to rescue the, uh, some points, then obviously they're good enough to start. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If I'm honest, I do not know the reasoning behind it. I, I, I personally think I would like, to, if, if you're going to play a 3-5-2 effectively formation at times, you are going to play for it. Right? Play Aubameyang and Brozier up front together and then have a creator behind them because I think Aubameyang can then work as a second striker and have that focal point of Brozier to feed off of. But there you go. Um, that's not probably going to happen. Um, I've been wanting it for a while and it's not happened. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's just a typical thing of these players are too young. I don't want to risk my job because I, I don't I don't believe this bullshit of Potter is getting going to be given time. No, it just means Chelsea are just going to have to pay him a lot more when they sack him. <laughs> you don't think there's a plan? Plan? I've I've seen many plans been written and ripped apart by Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. So. I you ain't wrong, brother. I don't. I don't need. To, I don't. I. 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 I <laughs> don't tell me it's gonna last forever because it isn't. Oh, expecting something different as a Chelsea fan is an exercise of futility because Chelsea was born to sack managers. They love it. They love a good sacking. Oh man, that's unfortunate, but it is the reality of our club, and it has worked. Uh, but Ben, I mean Ben Jacobs on last Thursday again. I keep referencing it because he was so great. Uh, you know he. He is saying that Bowley has a plan, okay, and and Potter is integral to that plan. And, you know, what was going on before with Chelsea, which is the truth, is that it was was all pretty messy. And it was, you know, kind of reactionary and emotional, and the structure really wasn't there. It was just, who are the popular players? Who's good right now? Let's go buy him. And there (laughs) were... And it look, I'm not going to knock it because we did win Champions League. And we do win things, and this is a good team. But the lack of structure, um, the lack of club culture, you know, the lack of a plan, it, you, could, you could tell. I mean, that Chelsea was just a, a mess all the time. And, the, you know, they kind, of, they kind of thrived in that chaos. But that chaos, after a while, man, it kind of wears on you. And it, and it did wear on me as a fan a little bit. Um, here I am criticizing the club when I said I never would, but I, I just, I'm just talking about culture here. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, it was just getting way too chaotic and bowl has come in. He does have a plan. Or at least he says he has a plan and I believe him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe Potter does know what he's doing. Maybe there is a deal with the club to say, look, there's going to be growing pains. You need to let me do my job. You need to let me grow this thing. It's not going to be pretty at first, but the end result is going to be better than it was before. So is that going to happen? I don't know because football is really hard. And more teams than ever have money, more teams than ever have really good players. The parity in this game today is greater than it's ever been. There are more really good teams in the Premier League than there ever have been. Now, I cannot say the same for La Liga. I cannot say the same for the Bundesliga, and I cannot say the same for Italy. But in England, oh, yeah. I mean, dude, Newcastle is in fourth place right now. They're ahead of us. They're ahead of us. All right? There are a lot of really good teams. So even if we do have a plan, there's no guarantee that it's going to work because you're going to have to throw a lot of money and a lot of creative scouting behind it. So we'll see. We'll see. But when I looked at the lineup yesterday, I said to myself, oh, my God, Mount and Aspie. Really, dude? Really? Oh, it was it was so dejecting. I didn't think that Aspie was that bad yesterday. I don't I don't care if he's got 15 million good games left in him. I think he sucks. That's it. Well, I, I, I'm, I not a, I'm not a fan either. But uh, like I said, I don't think he was a reason why we played bad yesterday. I think it was down the midfield. And I would like to come back to the last point. I, I haven't seen a plan yet, but I've definitely seen an agenda. Hey, hey, hey. Agenda, to-do list. Hey. 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 Yeah, hey, Matt, Matt, I have this problem with everybody saying that agenda is like a, a word used like in conspiracies. Like, oh, you have an agenda against this player. I'm like, so you have a to-do list against this player? Because an agenda is not um, 
<laughs> an agenda is not a conspiracy. An agenda is a to-do list. So when people say, oh, you have this agenda. Well, no, that's a malapropism. You're committing a malapropism. An agenda is a to-do list. Anyways, going on, Jared. Go ahead. That, that's my, that, I did that just for you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just trying to spread the go- I'm just trying to spread the gospel of Carlito over here. I mean, yeah, you know it, it, leave it to an American to tell an Englishman how to speak proper English. Oh my! Get out of here! It is their namesake. They named the country after the language, and they speak it like shit. Oh my God! It's crazy. Uh. criminal how awful the English people are sometimes to speaking English. It's crazy. Matt's going to start crying here in a minute. Do not, do, not, do not use the, teenage, the little teenagers on Twitter as, 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 as a representation Rav. of the British language. Or oh, my. Let's have it right. Oh, my God. This guy. Uh, Downing Street Minerals. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up, you buffoon. Oh, Anyways, thank you, Jared. Go on. I had to go on that little tangent. It, it, isn't that a math problem? Ah! ah! But there are multiple uses of that word. Yes, there are. Matt's like, ah, I've lost this. I've lost uh, the conversation. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm just letting you guys go on. I'm just... We're riffing, baby. We're riffing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in terms of Azpilicueta, obviously uh, Ryan's favorite subject, favorite player in the whole wide world. Yeah. Ryan loves to watch him every single day. He loves to watch his personal comps and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... I love to, I love to read his tweets when we lose. I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna we're gonna go at it again next time and work even harder. Yeah, dude, because working harder is gonna make you a better player. My ass. Yeah, I, I don't think he was. Yes, I I agree with Jess at the point. I do not think he was the primary cause of us losing, uh, drawing, um, but he wasn't good enough. And there was a perfect time when I think it was, I can't remember, I think it was Thiago Silva who played a ball to Azpilicueta and he just didn't have the legs. But you cannot have that as a wing back. A right back, potentially I can deal with it maybe if you're playing him once a week. But you cannot play him week in, week out, every single game because Azpilicueta is just done. He's done. At least Azpilicueta, in terms of his slowness, has the excuse of being old to be done. Whereas Jorginho doesn't have that excuse. Jorginho is just slow as shit. But Azpilicueta is just, he is done. He should have gone in the summer. Um, and I think it'd be a lot more respect because unfortunately players do sit here too long and when they do, they lose their respect. I've seen it with Ivanovic. I've seen it with other players. And unfortunately, I think it is happening to Azpilicueta. I have not seen a good game from Azpilicueta so far this season. There's average games. Uh, I think this was probably an average game because he didn't do anything wrong. But there were so many times where Trevor Chalaber had to clear up mistakes from Asby. And fair play to Chalaber, he did do that. And it made him look better than Chalaber is. But we don't, we, don't want, we don't want Chalaber looking so good because Asby is making mistakes every five minutes. And that is one of the key problems in the side. The well, problem is I don't see us looking at a right back at all. I mean, you had the man on. What the what the man have to say, Ryan? Were we look? Are we looking at the right uh, right back? Uh, well, I don't think I don't think so, dude. <laughs> he, he mentioned in the summer they were looking at a centre black back that could also play on the right. Oh, uh, well, I, at... I think he means that if we buy Vardy all, that Cool Bali could play out there, or Fofana, or somebody. Uh, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misinterpreted that. Well, the way, I, the way I heard it was he was looking. They were looking for a defender, but if a defender comes in, it's someone who can play two in positions. the centre, but potentially out on the right as well. Well, I, ha- I have your defender. I have him. Uh, Pavard. Yeah, it's Pavard because it, we would probably receive money plus Ben Pavard if we sold them Kai Havertz. Yeah, I take I take I take, take Pavard right now because unfortunately there aren't many good right backs in the world right now. It's no. It's Reese yeah. James, and that's really it. Oh, oh, oh! You're not a Trent. You're not a Trent guy, huh? Oh, I'm definitely not a Trent guy. Don't, <laughs> I don't even get me started on that absolute eight from of a player. He's the worst. He's the worst defender I've ever seen. Oh my god! Oh no, Cancelo is pretty close after what he did. I lose. Yeah. I lose brain cells. I lose brain cells watching Trent defend. That that, yeah. that that's the problem. Um, I'd say Pavard is a decent. Rotation option. 
Um, I do. I like Matty Cash, but I don't think we'll get Matty Cash. Um, other right backs that I like. So that, that there you go. It, it goes into kind of I don't know at that point. Yoshin Mailer. He's okay. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd take him as a again a rotation option. I would probably take him, but there's not many ones out there that I would take. Well, here's here's one that I, I that that me and Ryan have been discussing. That is uh, a dual uh, can play dual positions. Mm-hmm. Lissandro Trossard. Um, you could play him as a right wing back in a three or as a winger. So he would get the minutes that he's used to and be able to play two different positions on the field. Um, if you are going to play a, a three, a back three, you're going to have to have attacking uh, nows from the, from, from, from your wing backs because you're not getting them from the midfield. Um, and I think Trossard would give you that court. He does play that with Belgium, uh, the Belgian national team as well. You should know this, Matt, that uh, uh, he uses uh, Trossard and he uses uh, Thorgan Hazard in, 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 in those positions as well. So I think that he's a, uh, that he's a, uh, a, a very good option there. And I think that it, it, it will fill two needs because if you're looking to move, maybe move in Ziesch in uh, January, hopefully you can get him out. Then he he fills a winger position plus a backup role as a wing back, um, and we will uh, we will just have to pay a back three when we want to give Reese James a rest. Or if you're going to stay in a four, again you can play Aspicletta at right back and just tell him, hey, you're not getting past the the halfway point. It would it would retard our formate our attack on that side, but you could you could make it up with. Uh, Keeping a left uh, back higher up the pitch. Hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, I, I think Trossard could potentially be the only option, and that could be, as Ben Jacob was saying, we we will get one. We could potentially get one attacker. We could potentially get one midfielder, one defender. Trossard could be that defender um, in brackets because obviously he is technically a midfielder as well. Um, and I think obviously that is one that Chelsea could take advantage of because he has six months left in this deal. If you mm-hmm. tell Brighton, we'll give you 15, 20 million, and I'm just putting a figure out of nowhere, will, will, will you give them to us? I can't see Brighton going, no, we're just going to leave that and then lose him a three in the summer. I feel like Brighton will probably take that money because um, they do want they do want and need money. Um I think they, I think they would take it if you if you pull it out, and then that's a cheap, good option to put into the team. Oh, so you're talking about January? Um, I don't yeah, see you, why, I don't see why not. His market value right now is twenty seven point five million. Uh, I mean, maybe we could give them Calum Hudson Doy. I mean, instead of spending oh, yeah. money, we could use an asset or an ass in his case. Hey, another dad joke. <sighs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I really like Josard. I think he's great. He plays on the left side uh, for Brighton, but, I mean, lefty-righty, I don't really care. I don't think it's as consequential as people think. Um, yeah, I believe that if we played him at right wing back, whether he's a deputy or he's starting, because Reese, you never know. Um, and if he's not playing wing back, he could play a wing as well. Really good player. Uh, he's in the prime of his career. He will be 28 in January, so probably get a good – three years out of him. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down with that, Jared. I'm definitely down. Yeah, well, I've, I've, now, I've, I've, it, it, now I can get past my interview for the uh, general manager of Chelsea Football Club, and we'll all be golden. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, almost, you're almost too American, my man. <laughs> oh, I'm not American. I'm Texan. There's yeah, a difference. It's like when people say they're from Liverpool rather than from England. It's their own little thing. Don't group me in with Stouser, bro. That is, that is an insult. <laughs> well, 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 Ryan, do you agree with me? Just a little bit. The what? 
that that Texans are like Scousers in a way that they want to be their own little country. Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> By the way, Texas is probably like twice the size of England. Uh, they are their own country. If you've ever been to Texas, most of Texas is badlands. It is a wasteland. Texas is enormous. It is its own goddamn country, and the people down there are wild but they're awesome texas is such a sick place man you go to places like austin or dallas oh my god it's unbelievable but at, uh, they are a different breed of person they are like another species so that's for sure i agree yeah, with you Matthew. Uh, I, I, I mean i mean they're blessed we we get blessed with people like jesters so yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's such a fine line. It's a little <laughs> bit of a curse. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was I was gonna be nice, but there you go. Um, no, 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 You you do not need to be nice around here. <laughs> well, going back to the Chelsea topic now. I mean, obviously we've we've mentioned right back in terms of what we can do in the transfer windows, but Carlita, what would you do now? To fix this because we haven't we've got plenty of games before the world cup before the january transfer window and even and if we don't get an option in january we've got to stick it out for the rest of the season so if it's not as Pilaqueta, who do you put in that right wing back slash right back role ruben fair mm. enough jesters would you agree with that or would you do you have a wacky idea in mind that oh yeah i got a wacky idea work? yeah you put either kukurea or or Chilwell on the on the right. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But he That's won't do it. Do. He won't do it. He won't. So I'm trying to live in reality here. But if it was me, Matt, if it was my job, I would absolutely put Mark Cucurella on the right right back. Absolutely. But he won't do it. So I have to be more realistic. I don't. I'm old. I can just <laughs> say I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Alzheimer's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh my God! I, mean, I, I I do I do agree because I mean people say, oh, but he's this footed, he's that footed, he can't play on the other side. <laughs> I'm sorry, these are professional footballers, they, most of them are two footed anyway. If yeah. You're, you, you to be at that level, you have to play well with both feet, unless you're Callum Hudson-Odoi. That kind of explains why he's not at that level. Um, but <laughs> if, if, to take this as a prime example, the best left back in the league at the moment. Jao Cancelo, and he's a fucking right back. Yeah. So that just sums it into place. If you can do it from one side to the other, you can do it from left to right. That's not a problem. All right, this Cucurella slash Chilwell will have to get conditioned. And yes, maybe their crosses will be different because they might have to cut in rather than just swoop it in first time. But that is something I can live with if it means I don't have to see Azpilicueta running at a snail's pace down the line every five minutes. I mean, you got these, oh my God, these money ball analytic nerds like Travis Crossroads and like Josh, even though Josh is great. I love Josh, but I am going to criticize them on this. These guys, they overthink it. All these analytics and all this overthinking and all this rotation and all this. Buddy, have you played the game? I was a left back. I'm a right footed player. Like there, that is so overblown. Righty lefty. And, oh, it's against the rules, you know. There are no rules. These are footballers, man. Let them football. Absolutely, I would put Mark Cooker on the right back. Absolutely. <sighs> the only time that righty and lefty matters when you're screwing something in. Well, I thought you were going to say, like, a horseshoes and hand grenades joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, but, it, you know, righty, tidy, lefty, Lucy. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. On a football pitch, you can play... Then, then you know, we play a right. We played right-footed center backs on the left center at left center back, and they play okay. I'm saying, you know, Ashley play Laqueta right, play played right wingers at left wingers. Yeah, it, <laughs> all you have to do is is give it a shot, and when the two best available fullbacks on your team are both left backs, then you just say, you know what? When are you playing right back right now? And find out who's best at it in training and say, you're there. You think they're going to complain about getting starters minutes? Hell no. Yeah. You think Chilwell or, or Kukurea are going to go, well, I had to play right back. No, nope. you're like, oh, hey, 
Oh, it's, 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 it's in my contract, Jared. I can't play right back. Yeah, I yeah, I got that. Get out of here. Reminds me of Major League. I do think at least if Potter could, if Potter tries it and it doesn't work, Chilwell or Kukurella, whoever's on that side, absolutely flops and puts in disaster glass after disaster glass. Then yes, we will complain, but at least he's fucking tried it and he's done. He's tried something wacky outside the box, outside of the rules in brackets. Um, and then we can go right. He's tried something different. It's not work, so we're just gonna have to live with what we got. Yeah, we have to live with Aspicuet. At least you tried it. At least you had the balls. But I don't want. I don't want manage, a manager that's not going to have the fucking balls to change something. If that was Marie, if that was Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho would have done that in an instinct. Pep does that with Cancelo because he didn't have a left back because Benjamin Mendy was too busy doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing. And Zinchenko is not very good, and the other ones, yeah. So he thought, right, how am I going to get a good left back in there? I know, I'm going to use one of my other right backs that I spent money on, and I'm just going to put him there. And it works. No surprise. You could also do, as Pep was doing before, if you really wanted to, inverted wing backs. We've done it before. So why can't we do it in this case? And then you forget that whole always on the wrong foot business because they can just invert. And that's the way you play it. That's called tactics. But I, I just don't. I just think this goes over people's heads when they think about it because they only think you can play one or two ways in football. But they, ah, Matt. I mean, FIFA. look, look, your your boy, your boy, Aspilicueta. He played left back for Mourinho. He's a right-footed player. Hey, what, what are we talking about here? Of course, yeah, we could do this. This is literally. We have an example in our own club and an example in the Premier League now. And Aspilicueta was fantastic at left back when he did play left back before he fell off. It's just, it's, look, and, I, and I, I hate to be the, the, the old guy in the room, even though I think, Matt, how old are you? 25. 25, okay, yeah, then I am the old guy in the room here next to <clears throat> Jared, who's a corpse. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> look, I'm going to haunt you. Oh, ooh, I'm kidding, Jared, you're great. Uh, no, I, I feel like people play too many video games. I really do feel like people play... PES and FIFA too much and it informs their opinions about this club and this game and I'm here to tell you right now this game is way more nuanced than a video game I did it for 12 years brother as a coach I had to think about this shit all the time and my teams were fucking good and you know what a lot of it was complex lineups a lot of it was you know playing players opposite of what they're used to and you know playing a left back Who's a right-footed player, right back that's a left-footed player. It it's not that novel of a concept. It's not that it's really not that wacky. All right. And he's the neck beard. Wackiness is a is a prerequisite to having a neck beard. So he should feel comfortable doing this shit. No, I just it's it's not that it's not that wild. And this, by the way, outside back, outside back is the easiest position in the sport. Is the easiest position. So people overthinking this, thinking that we cannot play Marco Corral at right back. They just don't know what they're talking about. They're just misinformed. They're just naive. And it does not surprise me because there's not a ton of smart people in this world. There's a ton of average people in this world. To be smart, you have to be special. And they just don't fucking get it. Well, again, and and this would do another thing for us. It would open up the back post run, the chip to the back post that Ziyech was supposed to bring. That he never really brought. And guess what? Guess who's who makes that run and loves that run? Raheem Sterling. How many times did you see him at the back post for City heading the ball in or, or touching it in? So he loves that run. So it would help Raheem Sterling too if you had Kukurea coming in at the 18 yard box and chipping it to the back post. Yep. That's, it's, it's not difficult. This is not rocket surgery. This is this is a child's game. Yeah. And people make it way too much complex. I, I do this thing with Ryan when the formations come out. I name oh. it some weird freaking formation. Four, just, five, just, six, two, 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 one. This asshole. Just 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 to make him go insane. But <laughs> you know, I get it. Um that it that is it's very simple. Yeah. Uh, is it, you you try to score and you try not to let the other team score. It's not hard. You know, this is almost as, as easy as king of the hill. 
everybody remembers King of the Hill, right? No, we, I we didn't grow up in Texas. No, where you stood up on on a mount on a mound and oh, tried to not okay. get knocked okay. off. Gotcha. King of the Hill. It's either you stand wow, your ground or you imagine, get knocked off. That's how easy imagine, football is. I cannot imagine you as a child inventing ways to pass the time. <laughs> I, oh my God. Oh boy. Okay. He used to play Army and BB Gun Wars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a. You gotta have BB Gun Wars. Matt's going what? BB Gun Wars. You know, good, good old rock, BB good old rock, good old rock fights. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Well, that was before paintball. Yeah. And airsoft. So you hey. just, you'd have a pump up BB gun oh, yeah. and you wouldn't pump it up past a certain amount of pumps that you'd agree upon. And of course, somebody always did. And you wouldn't, you're not supposed to shoot people in the face, which somebody always did. So, you know. Hey, he's, he's, he's the kid from the Christmas story. He's got the Red Rider rifle. <laughs> just, just as he's definitely the kid that would shoot people in the face. He shoots your eye out, kid. Hey, hey, hey. You're absolutely correct, but don't bring that up. (laughs) I know I was. Anyway, we have have five minutes left of the pod before we have to go, but there is one topic we will speak about because having two Americans on, it's just, we're used to speaking about it. Christian Pulisic, obviously, Mm. when he's come on, has had some good appearances, had some goal contributions, done well, despite what he's done before do you think i'll start with you ryan do you think he deserves a shot in this team or do you think no bench is still for him at the moment all right so this is uh, this is a complicated question because i think he's a very good player i also do not think he's a very good teammate and i also don't think he's a very good guy i don't really like the guy i like the player a lot i think he's uh, you know, when he uses his speed, when he uses his direct kind of old school way of playing, where it's just like, you know, I'm going to go right at you and I'm going to try and beat you, which you don't see as much anymore because the top clubs and the top uh, managers are really hell bent on possession. So they kind of discourage one on one players um, like like a Jack Grealish, for instance, who I adore. I love Jack Grealish. But uh, yeah, I mean, Christian Pulisic as a player, he's very good. Very good player. He's just an asshole. I, I just don't – I think he rubs people the wrong way. He does way too many interviews, and I think he's just self-absorbed. I think, I think he only thinks about Chelsea within the context of himself. And uh, because of that, because he's, I don't know, propagated as this you know, golden boy from America, which I'm sure rubs people in England the wrong way. I'm sure it does because – whether they admit it or not, most English people hate Americans, and I get it because we're pretty annoying, and he's no exception. Um, so I don't know. Do I think he deserves it as a player? Yes, but I really, really wish he would tone down the me, me, meanness of his whole persona because it's, it's just really irritating, and it perpetuates stereotypes about my country and my people that, uh, that are less than favorable. And I don't really appreciate it. I wish that he was more humble. But as a player, yeah, I mean, he's he's good, man. He's definitely good. I mean, to be fair, I think Potter might be doing him a favour because he's given him time on the bench to uh, finish writing his book at the moment. Um, he's got all the time in the world just to sit See, there. See, Matt, this is this is what I'm talking about. What are you? You're 24. What are you doing writing a book? What are you? My journey so far. So is there? Is this like a five part novel? What are you writing? The Lord of the Rings? What are you? What are you? C.S. Lewis? Get out of here. That was Tolkien. Yes. No, I, oh, no, I know, but I was trying to incorporate two different things of the same genre. Yeah, I was going to say if that. Don't if, disrespect if Tolkien. Yeah, don't, Tolkien's a wonderful man. Don't don't put him in the same conversation as Pulisic. But there you go, Jeffers. <laughs> I know you 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 prefer Christian Pulisic to compared to your compatriot and Ryan um, generally. But do you think deserves a start, or do you think Ryan's all right in what he's saying? No, uh, I think Ryan. Think he deserves a start as well. I yes. think he deserves a start. I just don't think he will. I said that last time. I it was like, he's got to start. He's got to start. I'm like, he's not going to start. He's he's not. And that's okay, whatever. But I again, we only have really 
two direct attacking wingers on the on the team, and he's one of them. So and the other ones, ones and the other ones minerals. The other ones minerals, right? No, right? no, the other ones Raheem Sterling. I mean, you guys want to talk about slow players? Holy cow, Mason! This guy has no self awareness at all. Jeez, Louise on skis. So, uh, for me, he he needs to play, and uh, when you play him, he will, uh, he will contribute, and he will get, he will put the ball in the back of the net. But you got to play him. If you don't, you can't sit here and blame him for what's going on with the team because he's not getting enough minutes to to to, to really uh, be blamed for anything. Mm. You know, if you want to blame people, blaming people are getting the most the most minutes and spend the most time on the field. And that's definitely not him. So, yeah, he, he does deserve to play. No, he won't. Mm. That's just what yeah. he is. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he probably does deserve maybe a start at some point because he has played well. But I'm kind of on Ryan's aspect. I, I've kind of lost my respect for the guy as a person. Yeah. Um, if he starts, he starts. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm not really particularly bothered. Um there might be an extra chapter of his book on Potter <laughs> rather than just Tuchel, but there you go. Um, we'll have to wait and see. So hey, Matt, que- can you, what are you... The question is, Ryan, are you buying the book? Oh, well, m- no. Uh, but my question is, what if Tuchel didn't get fired? <laughs> that would be uh, something I would want to be a fly on the wall for. That conversation. Holy cow. The balls, the balls on this dude. <laughs> Oh, Mike, 24 years old. Jesus Christ. And the question is, final question to you, Jess, is are you going to buy the book? Uh, no. Well, look, looks like we'll have to get... I mean, Sadiq is definitely buying the book. Oh, you yeah. know he is. He's going he's gonna to do a book review. <laughs> yes, people. Yes, people. It's Worldwide Chelsea, and I'm doing a book review. I mean, it'll probably sell him online with tickets. Get your books. Get your Pulisic books. Oh, my God. Dude, He. I told him today he's a StubHub pimp. He's just, he is just giving away tickets from last year's matches. Get your tickets. Um, get your tickets, yeah. <laughs> he's StubHub. Buy two games, get a free Pulisic book. <laughs> And and a, and a side copy of my own memoir. Oh, great! I mean, we we love we love you, Sadiq. So oh, I love Sadiq's my business partner. I fucking love Sadiq. It's great. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there because I don't think the the guests uh, the listeners can handle any more of our fantastic jokes, and yeah. funniness, and everything else. So we'll leave it there for today. <laughs> Jesters, Ryan, thank you for coming on. Yeah, buddy. As always, thanks for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. So, guys, make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcast and the other platform of your choice. And also, make sure you go check the Worldwide Chelsea channel for our interview with Ben Jacobs, me, Sadiq, and Carlito on with Ben. Uh, it was a great time. Very insightful for Chelsea yeah. transfers, the lot, journalism as well, which was some fantastic questions from Ryan. So make sure you go check that out. Um, after you've listened to this, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is Matt, Jesters, Ryan. This is Worldwide Chelsea Podcast, signing out. See you guys.